typically go into the studio as I kind of feel like it. But if I have something to get done, I really have to show up and work through those difficult times. And there's a lot of lessons to be learned there as well. Okay, here we go. Sarah Marie Thompson here from Wild and Creative. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here because we are going to be diving into fun ways to increase your personal power and everyday magic on every single episode. I am with Devin Walls, and Devin is not just a cool chick with a cool last name. She's an abstract artist and creative guide. So I'm so excited to have her here. Welcome, Devin. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. What is your creative magic? Translating energy. And that's like a really metaphysical place to go right away. But um, I've thought a lot about it. And especially because I do abstract art primarily. Um, but even before turning to visual art, I thought of myself as more of a writer. And what that really comes down to, to me is taking the energy I'm experiencing and really translating it either into a visual or words or to something real in the world. So that's what that is for me. Would you say that that is kind of like your life mission to be doing that? Yeah, I would say at the core it is. Obviously, that is so fundamental that that can um, manifest and happen in a million different ways. But for me, yeah, I think that's it. But it's so cool to really know that as your life mission, because it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're painting or you're writing or you're doing whatever, it's still under that umbrella and you know you're going in the right direction, right? Yeah, and totally. Like, off the guilt. Takes off any of that guilt that you yeah. might feel about like, oh, I need to paint something else right now or what have you, right? Yeah, totally. Um, tell me, what was it that made you say, okay, it's time that I go into being an artist full time? Mm. Yeah. Um, there's a long and a short version of that story, so I guess I'll give you something in the middle. Okay. Um, but for me, it was a lot of stuff not working out. You know, I tried so hard to, like, find part-time jobs or location-independent jobs or anything, really, even, like, a different career other than making art. Um, and they just kept not working out. Like simply, I would either feel like I was dying, I would go through serious phases of depression, which has been a real part of my journey. Um, I would get fired. Uh, the client I had would just turn out to be unstable. Like things just kept not working out until eventually I um, had a final breaking point where I was like, I kind of have nothing else left to lose. Like I have to do this. And I think I had heard the message so many times, like, don't quit your day job, be financially stable. And I 100% would recommend that for other people. However, that is not how it happened for me um, because I just simply couldn't function in a non-creative job. And so I was kind of at the bottom, like the end of my wits, basically, with my finances and with my own personal energy. And um, so I felt like I was almost forced into a yes. <laughs> So what was the transition like for you to go from, you know, say having whatever job you had at that time and knowing that you are being completely depleted in every moment because you're not allowed to express yourself creatively? What did that transition look like when you're like, okay, this is what I have to do. And now I'm going to jump and somehow I'm going to make this work. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you the actual story. Uh, the last job I had, I was, I had transitioned into working as the virtual assistant. 
And the reason for that was I already had like a ton of background knowledge about online business just from my own curiosity and and whatnot. And so I figured it was a really good way to become location independent. At the time, I was living in a very expensive apartment just um, in the Bay Area of Northern California, which is like crazy expensive. And I was like already in a financial hole from what I had just alluded to, things not working out a bunch of times. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to become a virtual assistant. I'm going to get out of this expensive lease. I'm going to go to Bali where I can pay off stuff and Mm -hmm just see what happens. Like hopefully that, that will work out and I'll be free and it'll be good. And you can, and just, <laughs> you can just make like puka shell necklaces if it doesn't work. Yeah. Out. <laughs> it doesn't work out. Like I'm ready in Bali where it's dirt cheap. Like somebody will let me sleep in their hotel room or something. Right. right? Yeah. So that's what I ended up doing. Um, and I ended up landing a almost full-time client, like right away, right from like opening my doors of saying I was a virtual assistant. And so I was like, sweet, I'm out of here. And I went to Bali And what ended up happening was, is while that job was good at first, slowly but surely, things started to not work out. Payments got very sparse. Um, The job was very unstable. I realized how much I actually hated doing the work. And Bali turned out to be like not cheap at all in the way that I was doing it, which is a different story. And so I had already moved everything back into my mom's house because I left my apartment and I got to the end of the line and I was like, I think I have to go home. And I think I have to pursue my creative business. Like, I have no idea what that's going to look like for me. Um, I have no idea how I'm going to do it. I have a tiny bit of money left. Um, but that it was like my next best idea. It was all I had. And so that is what I did. And I freaking balls to the walls of it for like five months. Granted, I already had a lot of painting experience, a lot of online business knowledge. So it was not an overnight success story. But it was in the sense that I made a full commitment and went for it. I was just talking about, I was just talking about the subject the other day and it, it feels like it hits home for every single creative. And that is, you know, as a creative person, you're interested in so many different things because we're inspired by so many different things, like everything, right? And we want to do everything. And, you know, it's that kind of like heart shattering feeling when we're doing something that we love and it's not working out yet. Mm, Everybody's been there with something like that. What can you say about that? Like, have you really, have you, you obviously you felt that before. Oh yeah. Like you you mean just simply loving something and it's just not working out for you financially. (laughs) Simply loving something so much that you're like, this is so like in root of my soul's passion of my, of Mm -hmm. my life's work. Um, but yet you're not being validated by the universe financially. Right. And we're like, maybe that's not what we're supposed to be doing. Right. Like, yes, it's always so confusing. (laughs) Yeah. The thing I would say to that, and I can say this with the utmost confidence is that is an initiation period. It is part of the journey. Um, you're actually not supposed to be validated right away and you're not supposed to be full-time right away. And people don't like to hear that. I know I didn't when I was suffering and depressed and working a bunch of jobs. Um, however, when I look back on those periods of time, when I was really developing my skill, learning my style, learning my relationship to my art practice, and I also teach now too. So I was actually developing what would become my teachings at that time, but I just didn't know it. And, um, that's a very important period to go through just for your own journey and knowing you can do it, but also to learn how to validate yourself. And um, the biggest thing I've learned to trust in is my love for something and not the validation that I get from other people. Because the validation you get from the universe and from other people is going to go up and down. That's the way life works. Like 
things work and then they don't. And so you have to have some sort of rock that you can continually turn back to. And for me, that has always been what has been my love. So, yeah. Tell me about your actual creation process. Like, I'm assuming that there's some days where you're like, I can't be bothered with this. <laughs> or are you the type yeah. of person, like, I just want to create every day? Because I know a woman like that. She's literally created art every day for like seven years. And I just, mm. like, I look up to that and that's like wonderful. But some days, hell, I do not want to paint. I do not want to do anything. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, there's so much I could say about that. No, I'm not the kind of person who absolutely wants to create every day. I think balance is really important. So I need to take in inspiration just as much as I am creating. I need to have rest periods just as much as I am outputting. So finding that balance on a personal level has been really important to my creative process. Um, however, there are times where I can't always do that. Sometimes I'm preparing a large series of work or I have a commission that is like coming up on a deadline in a couple weeks and I don't really have the luxury of just like waiting to be inspired. And in that case, showing up to make the work, uh, does become a very important skill to rely on. And what I've found, uh, those times have actually been my greatest teacher in the sense that when I have to show up and I'm frustrated, learning to work through that. It has been a huge gift because what I found with creative energy and the creative process is you're kind of cycling through all the emotions, just like life, right? There's ups and there's downs and you have to continue to show up to the downs to reach the points of up. So in those moments where, you know, maybe you're not feeling as creative as, you know, your ultimate creativity level, um, you know, and you have a commission that you need to get done, right? Mm -hmm. I actually had some commission pieces myself, like over the, over the years and sometimes I am not in an inspired place, but yeah, you mm -hmm. that person at a certain time. Yeah. And so what is the kind of conversation that goes on in your head when you're like looking at this blank canvas and you're just like, Oh, I'm like so not into this right now. <laughs> yeah. So I will say that for myself, the blank canvas is always good. Um, it's when I create something I like and then it starts to not go so well. That's seems to be like the most difficult point, but that's just personal to me. So when I'm in that point where I'm like, how am I going to rework this? I do not have time to start over. And then when you're, fr when I get frustrated, things just start getting worse and worse and worse. Um, I like to get out a separate piece of paper and just get out all the ugly, like get out all the bad and like continue working on something that's not the commission so that I can work through that emotion until I cycle onto something better. Usually what will happen is somewhere along the way, I will hit a mark or a color where I am like, oh, that was kind of interesting, or what if I do this? And then before you know it, I'm kind of in the flow again, and I can go back to the commission piece. So that's kind of what I've learned to do when things are dire in terms of like I'm actually working on something that needs to be good. Um, good idea. Yeah. It's like doing, you know, <laughs> getting rid of all the ugly like on something else you're like doing that brain dump and you're like letting it all go and you're giving yourself yeah. permission to be like okay let's like do this right <laughs> yes exactly um tell me about progress for you versus versus perfectionism because I know that you have made a lot of progress um you know over your art career however long that has been um but there has to be some kind of you know it has there been perfectionist tendencies like that have kind of like rolled in that have stopped you or, you know, created like little blocks for you and that kind of thing? Yeah, I am the kind of person where I don't tend to get overly perfectionistic with like my work, meaning like one piece of art I'm working on, unless it's for commission or something. That's kind of a different story. Um, but where I can get really hard on myself is when I zoom back and look at like my style or my body of work as a whole mm -hmm. and I have gone through many phases where I start 
questioning, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? What am I contributing? What does it mean? And I think the perfectionism part comes in when I just want it to be the best thing humanly possible. And I, um, I get very close to wanting to completely start over, like redevelop my style, like burn my portfolio to the ground and rebuild from the ground up because that's kind of my personality. And I try very hard not to do that. <laughs> um, so instead, I usually just kind of sit with those feelings and I go inward and I let that be a time of reflection and I'm internally, internally I grapple and I work through it. Um, I do a lot of journaling if I have to. And, you know, just like the creative process where there's a lot of lows before there's highs, usually a period of time of feeling like that is right afterward. There's a period of going into the studio and feeling like a total genius and what I'm doing is the most important thing in the world. So extreme emotions for creative people, but that's usually what happens for me. <laughs> you find that you do your best work, like, you know, in your own terms, your best work when you're just not trying. Mm. That is a very hard question. It really depends. I would say I would change not trying to caring less about what other people think because I can definitely kind of sit down and slap some pain around. Yeah. Or judgment. <laughs> yeah. And so like I can sit down and like not give a whole lot of effort and just throw pain around and be like, Ooh, that was therapeutic. Um, and I would consider that like not trying. And I don't know if I can, if I create my best work with that. I, I think I create my best work when I'm taking it seriously, but also really unattached and really willing to take a lot of risk. Mm -hmm. And that's, I feel like that combination for me of showing up, but also being unattached is, is seems to be the winning, winning match. And that's the thing too. When you're doing like a commission work or something, there is that judgment and risk involved, right? That kind yes. of go in like a different way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what is success for you and your art brand? Hmm. Well, that's a good question. Um, I would say anything that allows me to live the lifestyle I want to live and continue to paint what I would like to paint. So in that sense, I feel like I'm already actually pretty successful. And even though I'm definitely like not at the very top and it's not like I'm super famous, I am living a life where I can paint on my own schedule and create what I want to create for the most part, other than like, you know, we all have to show up to the business end of things sometimes. Other than that, though, of course, I would not say I've like hit my peak in terms of success. So in that sense, I would like to sell more and sell bigger so that I can create more and create bigger. And that's kind of a never ending journey. I love challenges and I love pushing boundaries and new opportunities. So I would say the more I get to do that and have the opportunity to do that, the more successful I might do myself. So tell me, what is your driving force behind the whole, the whole, this whole art career for you? What is your driving force? I mean, it comes back to love for me is that I feel most myself when I am painting. I feel most expansive when I am painting. Um, but, you know, I think it also runs deeper than that in that painting and making art and creating in general has really given me a lot of healing in times when I have very much needed it. And with that, I've developed a very close relationship with making art that is very personal to me. And so getting to deepen that relationship and really go on a quest of mastery in terms of abstract art and the creative process in general, um, and really wanting to create something big or many things that are big that really inspire others to create that big and risky thing themselves, whatever that is for them. There's this cycle of, 
being inspired by others and creating and then having my work inspire others for themselves to create and all of that it feels very very important to me yeah um tell me if you had all the money in the world would you be doing exactly what you're doing right now I would. I would be doing exactly what I'm doing in a much bigger studio with way bigger canvases and way more paints and um, less business side of stuff. Although I do enjoy the business side of it to an extent. Um, but I think, you know, if I had all the money in the world, you know, you kind of show up to that when you feel like it <laughs> rather than when you need to. And so there's that luxury. But yes, I would definitely be painting, but it would just be like way more rich and extravagant looking. <laughs> Where can you, can you look back and, you know, at that time where you quit your job and you were ready to move into art full time, um, what changed for you mentally as you started to, you know, get more, get more commissions, you know, start making money more in your artistic craft? Like what kind of happened for you mentally there where you had that transition? Um, I'm, I'm trying to think if I'm understanding your question right, but like, you mean, once I started getting success, did something change for me mentally or before? Was it before or was it after, you know, after you got a big commission, did something click and it was just like a total mindset shift or was it something yeah. you had to be very conscious of and moving into that new version of yourself? Yeah, a couple things. So I think the mindset shift gradually happens over time. You know, it was like I would, in terms of art sales, that was like a very slow and gradual process for me. So I would like do something there and then I would get positive reinforcement from the universe or I would get a slightly bigger commission or I would charge a little more and it would sell. So like slower and slower and slower. What what happened with that is I was gaining confidence in my skill and in my ability to create um, financial means for myself. And then that confidence and belief that I could do it would allow me to go further, put myself out there more, et cetera, et cetera. So that's been gradual. However, I will say that when I kind of like, like dropped the ball and was like, I'm doing this, I'm teaching my course, which was really the game changer for me because second to being an artist, um, I'm also a guide and a teacher. And that was something that I had yet to put myself out there in that arena yet. And so the mindset shift for me, um, one, I had a best friend who had just gone from day job to full time in her business and watching her go through that, I think really gave me the belief like, you know, I'm not so different than her. And um, if she can do it, I can do it. And I see how she did that. So that I think opened up this pathway of belief for me, which is why it's so important to see people like yourself, um, maybe going places that you would like to go. And then I think there was a second thing of like, I can't go backwards. And so that was the mindset shift. I was like, I can never go back to virtual assistant work. And beyond that, I can never go back to waitressing or any of the other crap that I've done for all these years. So like it has to. And I think that really pushed me forward in order to make that really big leap at that period of time. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. What, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, man. You know, I don't feel as attached to legacy as I see that some people really connect with that. Um, but if I was to leave a big legacy, be some bitching huge pieces of art for one that people that just like really speak to people and really wake them up. I know there's been pieces of art that I've seen that just like make me feel really alive. And so I would love to leave that. Um, but second to that, some sort of work or just even a presence that really made people believe that they had something really beautiful to give the world um, and, that, and that they did and inspiring people to do that. Yeah. 
It's an interesting idea, legacy, right? Because I mean, I think for myself, you know, definitely I want to make a, a positive impact on the world, make it a better place in some way. Um, you know, whether I do that by inspiring others or garbage cleanup, I don't know, what have you. Yeah. Um, but it's more of like a legacy for myself. Like, does that make sense? Mm. Like, it's more of like a, an inner story that I want to create yeah. for myself and just kind of have those accomplishments that I have on my to-do list for life and, you know, make them happen for me so that, you know, I can just, you know, go out like smiling kind of thing, right? Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. When I think of it like that, um, I, I, I can act with it more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what is something that you would tell, um, you know, women or, or any creatives that are going through that time in their life where they're feeling as though they have no idea like what they should really be focusing on because they've tried a bazillion things and they haven't worked out, um, you know, and maybe like you've said before, maybe they are just being tested in some of those areas, right? It's like, you know, maybe the financials didn't come right away, but, you know, maybe they will be coming again if they keep going. Um, what would you tell them if they're in that spot right now that they are just at total confusion and frustration? I would say hold on to what you love for dear life. There was a point in time when I was in between jobs. I was living off credit cards, like super high interest credit cards, by the way, like serious stuff. <laughs> and... Um, very, very depressed. I was having like health issues. And I just was I was like working an office job that paid me no money. And I just I, I literally was like having a hard time realizing why I was here and and had very little motivation to continue on. And during that point in time, I realized like the only thing that is going to get me through this is if I continue to show up for what I love and relying on that love. If you don't have that, if you're um, in a period where you're like, I don't know what I love. And I get that because painting was not always there for me. P.S. Like I did not grow up an artsy child. I did not find painting until I was like graduated from college. So this isn't like something I like people who are born knowing they want to be a doctor. For me, this is something I developed. And in those early stages, it was more just like a little spark or just like a little point of interest or something that made me feel a little bit better, gave me some relief. It wasn't this big love yet because I hadn't developed that relationship with it. And so I would say the tiniest things that light you up or give you any sort of spark. And that could be like watching documentaries. I've had those phases or listening to a certain kind of music. Holding on to that will A, guide you as, as long as you keep following that. Um, and B, it'll like really get you through those times where nothing is working out. Yeah. So in a nutshell, you're saying that like following your curiosities in yeah. and really kind of allowing them to bloom like organically, yeah. right? And, and following those next little stepping stones and whatnot are really going to lead you to the answers. Yes. Yeah. And it's an ever evolving journey, you know, or an ever evolving journey. I am still very much on it in the sense that Yes, I have found painting, but within painting, there's lots of different styles. There's lots of approaches. There's lots of ways I can sell it. There's lots of ways I can teach. And I go through periods of, we'll just call it like nothingness or not knowing what to do all the time. And I have to continue to do this process of just like following the curiosities and following what feels good. So if you can learn to do that in the times when things feel really hard, you will carry that with you and it'll take you very far. 
I totally resonate with that. I think a lot of people definitely do. What would you say is kind of like your mindset when it comes to allowing yourself to still feel that self-love or give yourself, you know, a break when it comes to those times of judgment, like, oh, I should be at this certain level by now, or I should have done this, or I should have made this much this month or what have you, right? What is the mm. conversation that happens in your head when you know that that's not the right road to go down, right? Yeah. The, the first thing I would say for me is like just noticing that that's happening. Like, hey, why am I feeling terrible? And like, oh, I think it's because it's, I'm being hard on myself. So just if you can even like step back and notice that's what's going on, I think that's a win. Um, second to that, though, I just kind of listen. Like, I'm like, okay, what's going on with you? Like, why are you feeling this way? Why, what do you think this is really about? And in those times, sometimes I'll sit like, I don't really like to call it meditation because I think that that makes it really daunting, but I'll sit quietly um, or I'll get out my journal and like just kind of write what's going on in my head. And sometimes it takes a couple days to sift through it. It's hard to do, um, to move out of my head, but if I can just kind of be present with it and give it a voice and let it know that like, I'm here for you, it's okay. Um, usually at some point that will break down a little bit and I will get to the root of like what this is really about. And usually it's some sort of like inner child or trauma or um, part of ourselves that is just like screaming for attention and wants love and is scared. And so if we can learn to kind of mother ourselves in those moments, we'll have a much more easeful journey and also grow a lot more as opposed to just kind of staying stuck in hating ourselves. Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm interested to know, like, who are some of the, like, either like celebrities or or people that you really, really look up to and the work that they have done? Mm. Yeah, I love Laura Hollick. She's a big inspiration to me, just in the sense that I feel like the voice she has given to art as it relates to like spirituality and energy and all this other stuff is really unique. And I actually haven't really seen anybody else do it like her. And that's kind of what she's known for is like even her work. Um, For those of you who don't know her, she does like costumes and photography and just like a whole variety of stuff. It's all so unique to her. And that is very inspiring to me because I would like to be very unique to myself. Um, celebrities or teachers. I'm trying to think. Flora Bowley is another one, mainly because I've really resonated with her intuitive process. And that was really helpful to me on my journey in terms of just like getting in the flow and letting things be the way they are and kind of looking at it as this deeper journey. That's been a really big one for me. Um, Flora Flora Bowley and and Laura Hollick are both very recognizable in their styles. I feel like like I could look at any painting of Flora Bowley's. I know she's kind of changing a little bit up now, but you know, I could look yeah. at any painting of hers and be like, that's her, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Or the style that Laura Hollick does is really speaks for itself as well. So mm-hmm. do you think that that is what you need to be su- successful in a sense as, as an artist, that recognizability? Or do you feel mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter about that? Do you feel that you can literally paint any different style at any time and still kind of, you know, rise up? Um, If we're going off my definition of success, since that's the only one I have, which is being resourced enough to continue painting and prosper from your art, et cetera, I would say both. I think that some people are really called to be like this one of a kind shooting star, like ahead of their time or whatever, like the innovator, right? And then I think some people 
Um, you know, people love art, any kind of art, regardless of what it is, because they're connecting to the energy behind it. It really speaks to their heart. And so like, if you're creating in a whole bunch of different styles, but it carries this heart energy, you are likely going to be able to find people who resonate with that and who resonate with you. And so in that sense, I think you can be successful like that too. Now, if you want to be like celebrity status, I would say, yeah, we've probably seen more people than not who tend to be very unique and so they become recognizable but I don't think that that is completely necessary for being quote-unquote successful with your art awesome yeah no it's definitely one of those things is that I'm sure a lot of artists actually you know think about that topic right it's just like you Mm -hmm. know sometimes I don't want to paint the same style all the time does that hinder my whatever quote quote success yeah. right? is if you're feeling called to work in a bunch of different styles the first and foremost priority needs to be like your creative heart and intuition so if you need to work in a lot of different styles whether that's going to be your end game or not you need to follow that and not try and confine yourself into a box so I think that's something a lot of people deal with just on that note yeah you know, our best work is always going to be when we're guided by our intuition, right? And when yeah. we are trying to kind of put ourselves in a box, and many people do this even with their online businesses or their online presence or what have you, and kind of just box yourself into something because that's what we're kind of told to do. You know what I mean? Society's yeah. like, you know, if you kind of create just like that one thing that you're really, really yeah. good at, then success will come for you. But yeah. Really, success is all about you feeling amazing every moment of your life, right? So again, if you want to sketch one day and paint another and like what have you, then that is your thing. That is what you're going to do. Well, until next time, check out wildandcreative.com where you can find me as well as a ton of other fun and creative things for you to take part in. Thanks for listening.